Hi everyone and welcome to The Interesting, a podcast on how to craft knowledge, skill and expertise. I'm your host, Renelle Noel, research scientist, writer and architect. Tune in, it's pretty interesting. Today, I'll be chatting with Edson Breedy. Edson is a medical student, taekwondo athlete, and coach from Trinidad and Tobago with over 10 years of experience in martial arts. As the former captain of the national taekwondo team, he describes his journey as humbling, rewarding, and successful. He has garnered numerous competition medals from national taekwondo championships to international intercollegiate circuits and world taekwondo associations. Edson won gold for Trinidad and Tobago in 2016 at the World Taekwondo Open in San Luis Potosi in Mexico, becoming the first Trinbegonian to medal at this major tournament. Edson has demonstrated his drive and dedication to the sport of Taekwondo by winning both the gold medal and the Best Male Athlete Award at the Trinidad and Tobago Taekwondo Open. Brady is someone I find interesting. Nice to have you, Brady. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, Thank you for having me. Brady, tell us who you are. Who is Edson Brady? I spent the majority of my life in uh, St. Augustine in Trinidad and Tobago. I grew up mostly with my dad, Edwin Breedy, and I went to primary school and then secondary school out of St. Augustine. I went to Hillview College. That's actually where I started doing martial arts. After high school, I went away to Howard University, where I really started my Taekwondo studies with you, Vanel. I think I, I met you as a black belt. Where during my freshman year. That's why I really fell in love with Taekwondo. After earning a psychology degree at Howard University in Washington, D.C., Brady went to Japan to teach English. After I came back from Japan, I worked for a year at uh, Above Group Ogilvy. After that year, I started medical school, and I'm in my final year of medical school right now. I have put being an athlete on pause to develop a taekwondo school to build up the popularity of the sport in the country and hopefully I'll take another attempt at an Olympic run maybe in 2024. You mentioned that you're building a taekwondo school. You want to tell us some more about that? The name of the school is Edson Breedy Taekwondo. We do taekwondo, boxing, jiu-jitsu and fitness circuits. Why this school? One of the main reasons is that in my run to get to Rio 2016, one of my biggest obstacles was that I did not have any sparring partners. There weren't people my size for me to spar with. There was nobody my size to spar with. Part of my plan for 2024 was to build a school, recruit adults, teach them as much as I could, as quickly as I could, so that when I did try to go again, Mm -hmm. I would have as many sparring partners as I wanted. Wow and harness their abilities to hone my skills with a competition. Edson needed access to as many sparring partners as possible to improve himself as an athlete. Since he didn't have the partners he needed, he decided to build them. He built the Edson Breedy Taekwondo School. In addition to this 
desire to have people to spar with it's now going beyond that yeah yeah definitely what are the other drivers that make you keep doing this as i started coaching i realized that i really loved teaching people about the martial arts for one and i felt like in learning the martial arts there's a deep happiness that people get from one leveling up seeing themselves improve learning skills and also the stress relief that people get from doing martial arts in terms of being able to hit something in a controlled environment. I started getting kind of addicted to that and I started mm-hmm. realizing that after medicine was over, a taekwondo school or martial arts school or teaching people this could be a very solid way to make myself happy, keep myself healthy. So I saw it as a long-term plan. Did you think you were going to be doing this in high school? No. I was thinking really about a career in psychology. The first, first, first thing that I wanted to do was be an astronaut. What would you say motivates you, Brady? One day I'm going to die. That's what, that's what my motivation is. At some point in time, this whole experience that I'm having is going to end. And I want to have as few regrets as possible. So I want to experience as many things as possible. That's what's usually my motivator. I, I don't like to waste time not doing things. I want to have lists of things that I want to achieve and try to hit them off. How mm-hmm. have you arrived at the place where you can say, I'm a Taekwondo athlete? It was focused practice. So I love doing Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Just sweating, training hard. Mm-hmm feels great to me. Mm. I rarely feel like, oh, I don't want to do that focus practice. If you're doing that thing for something that you don't have that desire for, I would imagine it can be very difficult. It could be very difficult putting the sheer hours of time mm-hmm. to reach to an elite level where you're at the top 100 in your field or the top 50 in your field of that thing Mm -hmm. because you have to put in a lot of time. When asked about how he deals with challenges and fears, this is what Brady had to say. Being a competitive athlete is a scary thing. Not just any martial arts, doing track and field or playing any game where you're investing time and money and energy into a thing and then your performance is going to be shown at an event. All the time you've spent for the past 10 years, 6 months, 3 months preparing for this event is going to be showcased. The more people support you, ironically, adds to that fear. The more people are like, yeah, you're going to do it, the more pressure that puts on you to be like, oh man, this has to go the way that I uh, wanted to. I used to be very, very worried throughout my competitive career whenever I went away to a competition. And one of my older athletes that I met at the competition, Len Hippolyte, one day I saw him at a competition and he looked so relaxed. It looked like he just didn't care about what was going on. I asked him, hey, you know, who are you going to fight next? And he was just like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't check. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who I'm going to fight because you're going to be overthinking things that would have naturally come to you in training. In training, I perform at a very high level. I'm able to execute a lot of things. But then when it comes to competition, I'm overthinking so much, making my opponents into 
more grandiose beings than they really are. At the end of the day, they're just another human who's been training. So if you know you're prepared, try to avoid worrying thought patterns. Another way of dealing with that fear that I only realized really after was you have to expose yourself to that fear. Expose yourself in controlled situations. Dealing with the thing that you're afraid of helps you deal with it later on. You have to be okay with failing first, set realistic goals, saying the thing that you're afraid of is exams. I think a good one to do is do practice exams under examination conditions and have somebody grade you, then give you the result. You can even set up pseudo conditions. You get you get a little bit of exposure to that thing that's making you be afraid. And you do that six times before the really big important exam. So it's not just that you're studying, 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 then you take the big exam, but you've done exams, you've done tests, you've done them in the time, and you've been exposed to that thing that's causing fear in a controlled way. Breedy's advice is to continually practice and train oneself within that environment, simulating that experience as best as you can before the big day. When asked how he prepares for competitions, this is what he said. I felt like I had a problem because I felt like I was doing the right things. I was in shape and I I was prepared for competitions. On the days of competition, I was just not a good competitor. What was good for me was actually fighting with people on the day of competition. When asked about the story he wants to tell, this is what Brady said. The story that I want to tell is that you can do anything that you want to do. Once you focus and work hard, regardless of where you're located, your race, how much money you have, you have to just believe. That first step is believing that you can do it. And once you can believe in yourself, I know it sounds crazy, but once you can believe that you can do it, there is a way to get out of whatever deep, dark cave of restrictions that you're in and execute and achieve that goal that you want. If people could look at my story and take something away, I think that would be it. Edson then brought up the book David and Goliath by one of my favorite writers, Malcolm Gladwell. Have you ever heard of the book David and Goliath by Malcolm? Yes, yes, yes. The premise that I got from the book was that, Mm -hmm. yes, there are circumstances that are hurdles for you. But a lot of times those hurdles give you an added edge compared to the people who have never had to go over those hurdles. I think a large part of doing well in life is thinking of your hurdles as a special training that you get and other people don't get. And because of this training, I have an edge and I have to make this edge valuable. How do I make this experience that I have that you don't have valuable as opposed to thinking about it as something that's going to stop me from achieving? How do I make it into something that helps me achieve? What's our story? My students know about the person named Brunel Noel. Because you actually contributed a lot to my journey. You might, you might know it. No, I know but, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know it. At Howard doing Taekwondo, around the same time that I started 
Hooning, my right leg roundhouse, you asked me to train on other days. Can you remember this moment? Yeah. I mean, we used to have training Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for two hours. And you're like, hey, you know, I think a competition was coming up. You wanted to compete too. Yeah. And you told me, hey, you know what? Let's meet up on Tuesday and Thursday and do some extra practice on our own. And I was like, you know what? Yes, let's do it. And Black Belt wants to work with me. Let me do it. You'll have all this information. And I remember there was this enormous jump in my skill. So I had been doing Taekwondo probably for maybe a year or something. And then there was like this six-week period where I did extra training with you. And I felt like two years of training had passed. The slope dramatically increased in the things I was able to do and my understanding of the game because of the extra time I was putting in outside of the dojan where we were able to do things at a slower pace, talk about concepts and explain things. We didn't just have to do reps with everybody else, but we were able to really truly understand things. And um, I think that experience shaped me and understanding how to get better at things. You couldn't really just rely on being in class and basically understanding how much practice on your own helps you learn a skill. <laughs> I think that, was, that that concretized it for me and it had a huge impact on the rest of my Taekwondo career essentially. So I, I keep giving that story to my students hoping that one day I'd hear that they're meeting up on their own to do their <laughs> own secret training session somewhere. I asked Brady to tell us about the doors that Taekwondo has opened up for him. This is what he said. Big problem in Taekwondo in Trinidad is funding. It's not the most popular sport. It doesn't get very good funding, if funding at all. And I think like locally, a lot of people know me as that guy who set aside the traditional path of medical school to go on this Olympic journey. By exposing myself like that, I think I got a lot of respect maybe from people, a lot of recognition for stepping out of the box and really trying to pursue my dream. The respect that I got from that journey would be the major door that I think opened up. Mm -hmm. Respect is a big door. Right, <laughs> so right. I guess I guess that, that would be the biggest door that, um, that, that opened that up. It. When you write your book, what would it be about? So I always joke about writing a, a memoir because <laughs> I, I think that chronicling David and Goliath type situations mm -hmm. would further help people understand how to use things they could perceive as negative things, harness those negative things and make them into positive things. And I think that would really be what my, I guess my book would be about. A storyline of my life, pointing out disadvantages and how I flip them into advantages, I guess. What do you think or hope your impact on this world will be? Making people healthier through the practice of martial arts. I can make a population of Trinidad and Tobago healthier. And two, by making people happy. Any closing words? People can do whatever they desire to do with focused practice and whatever barriers and disadvantages you have right now in your life that you think are stopping you from achieving that goal that you want. I think you need to sit and meditate and think about how you can manipulate and twist and harness that perceived disadvantage and turn it into an advantage or something that can help propel you towards the goal that you're trying to achieve. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your skill, your expertise, and your experience with us. Thank you for your time. Wish you the best, and I'll be in touch. 
All right. Thank you very much for having me once again.